always my fault <laughs> i'm happy that's how we started this <laughs> that's right i'm darth zero and it's all my fault <laughs> darth cam gentes darth rictus there will become all will become whatever <laughs> so we just recorded about 40 minutes and uh realized that uh, darth zero's microphone wasn't plugged in which this this problems happened before because we had darth skitham on and oh. I misrouted his microphone. Oh. But he, uh, he'd had a lot of death sticks and barely spoke that entire podcast. And oh. was mostly just giggling at stuff, so we got away with it. Because <laughs> you could just hear him sort of in the background giggling in other people's mics. Nice. And me and needing to talk. And, and what he said from time to time, he said kind of like loud enough that you could sort of hear it. So we're just like, whatever. But like that was on me. And I fucked up some other things in the past, too. I was just like. I was really glad it wasn't my fault this time. I, I embrace, I embrace it. I learned from this. It's a very important lesson. Well, also, uh, I, I just tracked his drums, <laughs> and I did the same thing with his hi hat microphone. I routed it wrong, <laughs> so there's no mic on the hi hats on any of the drum recordings. Oops. It, it actually wound up being kind of a boon because I looked at previous mixes and like hi-hat bleeds into other mics. Uh. And I always turned that mic down to like negative 32 decibels, which basically means off. Right. So what I learned is I don't need a mic where that mic is. Well, that is a boon then. Well right. played. Well played. Some mistakes are excellent. <laughs> uh, it turns out the mistake of zero wasn't, but hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, uh, I just accept it. We did, we did miss out on like this entire tirade you had about Vraska pegging Jace. There, there was that, and it, it was really telling. Jace but... the simp walker, yes. First Lily, <laughs> then there was Vraska, now there is only Ferixia to be pegged by. Welcome to Jace's world. The eternal pegging of Vraska. God. All right, we, we talked through a lot of different pieces of Ferixia here, but... We can, uh, we, can, we can start back, and let's start with... Uh, your favorite card out of the set. Tell me what excites you the most. What what are you, what are you feeling here besides pegging Jace? I mean, that was really what I was most <laughs> excited about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Darth Rictus, please give us your insight. I mean, personally, I'm most excited by the venerated rot, rot priest in here. The I know everybody's uh, that's looked at this has been trying to figure out a way to break it because... What does it do? Okay, so it's green for Friction Druid, 1-2, Toxic 1. The only really relevant text to this is that it is a one drop for green, and whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, target opponent gets a poison counter. So if you hit enough storm, you go ground rift, target, ten times, done. Or grape shot, target it, ten times, uh, done. Bearing in mind that uh, that is a triggered ability to trigger the storms before, when you cast the initial spell before the storm are triggered, if you kill the creature, they just all fizzle. Just bear that in mind. Storm, anyway. Storm is a triggered ability. Right, but Grape Shot's only, it's a 1-2, so Grape Shot won't kill it. No, I mean, not Grape Shot kill it. If I kill your creature, it doesn't matter how your storm count is, you never get to target it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very, but very a lot of people might look past that thinking, oh, storm, all these copies are on the stack. Boom. I've Although, also, even if that happens, having nine Grape Shots on the stack isn't the worst thing ever either. True. You can, you could just, you know. There is that. And I don't, I don't know, it's, it's intriguing because like you have other cards like Giga Drows. 
that are suddenly relevant to eternal formats potentially i i don't know i'm i'm intrigued by this card because there isn't combo in standard and this i don't think there's a way to make this broken in standard but i haven't looked deeply enough and it's one of the few cards that i could see having a shot at being a combo deck somehow you need to go deep like vraska <laughs> no maybe maybe an explorer it's a card that could come up in the the boros heroic type decks make it naya oh that's interesting those have gone naya before too so and we got the fast lands back which means Copperline gorge is in is it mana confluence in now too yeah we got mana confluence Copperline gorge is in we've got i mean the fast lands being back is this is what you're most excited about right cam just says yeah that's that's i i always like the mana the most especially kind of at this point in the year where we've gotten multiple sets in standard and usually one of the biggest barriers to the decks i want to build is that the mana is not viable enough right because we get our mana fixing rolled out over the course of the year. Um, and this is some of the best. I remember people debating when these cards were printed, like whether they're better than Shocklands. Yeah. And I, I think history has said no, but it's, it's, a, it's a slim no. I think the answer is yes when Fetchlands aren't around, personally. When Fetchlands aren't around, I think it becomes a lot more context-driven. Mm. I mean, for mid-range curvying decks, having a bunch of your lands coming into taps turn four and five is not good right like if i'm trying to play shieldred and so on mm -hmm. probably not ideal i would rather have rav duels but if i'm playing uh azorius soldiers yeah oh. way better yeah when you're curving at three which azorius soldiers the good versions do and i i had a, a talk about this t on tonight's stream uh we were you know i was doing a little back and forth with max damage and he wanted to see if esper midrange was at all viable the answer to which is it's not but people will disagree with me and that's fine uh after beating it four to one with five different decks uh i, I think we can safely assume esper midrange has it some giant gaps build it right maybe maybe i mean sometimes there's decks that are <laughs> completely tier one but i will just destroy them every time i play against them for some reason mm. but they'll still win tournaments that i don't win I'll put it this way. I also think people misbuild a lot of decks. And right now, standard, people with soldiers keep trying to turn it into like this mid-range pile. And I'm like, no, just make it super aggro and play four slip out the back in the main. Because all you need to do is deal with a couple of removal spells and you gain too much tempo to be dealt with. Now, does that deck Boy, then become, could use one of those. Does it <laughs> become like mid-range when it goes into games two and three? Or does it maintain that same aggro plan? Completely. I mean, it's context-driven. You know what I mean? Okay. It, I didn't know what the format was saying right now. The, the format is very, very mid-range. So in general, I'm not doing a lot of sideboarding with that deck because what I want to be doing is just slipping out the back any of the creatures that need to survive the one turn they need to make it and with brutal cathar it's fantastic yeah, that's some brutal slipping out the back god damn it guys <laughs> look those veterans out the back. there are eight veterans in that deck and they all slipped out the back the right way <laughs> if that's not the navy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. nailed it got nailed it. it oh my god oh it's nice <laughs> nice <sighs> anyway <laughs> I, I love that the soldier deck with all the veterans also has the land that's fortified beachfront so it's just storming the beaches over and over again they, they they got the they got the flow so perfect for this set no that's that's where the wedding is it's like a destination yeah. wedding, so they're all even more pissed off at their boat their buddy <laughs> i really it had to be in hawaii and it had to be in a month huh well, also a nude wedding <laughs> i mean i mean thalia is doing her best to prevent the wedding from starting Got to make it one more mana. Got to make it a little more expensive. Thalia is just the graduate. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, Thalia might be Bridezilla because she makes the wedding more expensive. 
Wow. <laughs> Oof. It's only going to be three mana, but now it's four because Thalia's around. It's Thalia's wedding. Why is she making it harder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That deck's too much fun. But either way, I, I love that Sea Chrome Coast is in standard for that deck in particular. It wanted that more than Deserted Beach, which also flavor on having Deserted Beach and Fortified Beachfront and Wedding Announcement. <laughs> but Is there a catering card that we can just get in there? Uh, there's Resolute Reinforcements in the deck. Just a couple just of token makes, soldiers. We just need something that makes food. Yeah, yeah, something... It, oh, just like man. Oko over here, who's kind of like the Paul Rudd character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, who just like teaches people how to surf. <laughs> There's only one thing to do for that pain. What? Smoke weed. You got any? Nope. No. All right, let's go surfing. It's <laughs> a really great line. You don't, you don't? Okay, bye. Let's go surf. <laughs> hey, man. You know me. Oh! <laughs> uh, Kudu, what does it mean? Oh, man. That, that movie was fantastic. I don't know. What, what else are we excited about in the set, though? There's a number of cards. I don't really like most of the walkers, to be honest with you. I'm, There's a very cool walker hiding in their midst. It isn't even a completed card. Are you talking about Koth? Because Koth is fantastic. For Mono Red, that's what it's been missing, is a Koth. Well, sure, that's a nice card, but I'm talking about the one for Elves, that Tivar. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Tivy. That's where that's at. One green, one black, one colorless, three power planeswalker that gives all of your creatures the ability to use their abilities as if they had haste when they come into play. For plus one, it untaps a creature, and for minus two, it will mill three cards. And then you get to put a creature with a uh, casting cost two or less into play. And yeah, just elves. If, elves if, tap for so much mana. If you wanted to fap really hard with elves, this is going to help you. Like, th this is the ultimate elf fap-off walker at maybe, the moment. Maybe Explorer Elves will finally work. Probably not still. Probably not, but... And you know, if you're having trouble getting there, just, just throw Vraska into the deck. <laughs> <laughs> It'll teach those elves. I think there are two Vraskas. You can get some weird things going on. I mean, I what I really appreciate about this set is that white gets some some damn good removal for standard too. That that ossification card is important. What does that do again? So one in a white enchantment aura enchants a basic land you control, which mono white runs almost twenty of them. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature or walker and an opponent controls until ossification leaves the battlefield. There aren't a lot of ways to interact with lands in standard at all, and to interact with basics, I haven't seen any. So this is that old thing that's very nearly an O ring for two, right? Yeah, this is like that card that was one white and you had to put it on a mountain and it just exiled a creature until the... Yeah, um, yeah, except mono white is already a tier one deck that's been yeah. pounding everybody. <laughs> it's got a win rate that's higher than any other archetype in standard at 60%. And I played a little bit of it tonight and it's really fucking strong. It, but what it was missing was good two drops. And this is a two drop piece of removal that answers its biggest issue, Shieldred. While also answering walkers that are difficult for that deck to deal with. Because you have the lay down arms, the new swords to plowshares. You have ossification. Like, decks are not going to be able to deal with this easily. So I'm, I love that it's there. What kind we have coming in to actually, you know, fight the uh, white weenie menace? Are there, does this new set have any new sweepers yet of the of the spoiled things? I don't think it does. No. Right. See, we have Vraska it. to sneak up on the white weenie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, is there, does a black sun zenith or black setting sun zenith oh i guess there's the white Does that do it there is the white wrath uh that gives you all the toxic walk uh little fucking mites, mites? Yeah. yeah i think mites 
Yeah, yeah. White Sun, White Sun's Twilight, I guess. Now, is that? Do you have to get up to seven to get the full effect? To get the if X is five or more, destroy five. all other creatures. So it's five white white to get the wrath effect. Otherwise, you just get a bunch of one one toxic things. Although that's not gain life. That's not necessarily bad in a in a format with wedding announcement. Mm. I mean, they they only have toxic one, so they're not going for toxic. You know, it's not the same as infect. Obviously, you're not going to get them to hit for two just because you have a wedding announcement. But it's still interesting in that context. You get one swing in and then proliferate. We got a different right, story. Keep in mind, there's a bunch of cards that do a thing and proliferate. And this this mono white uh, control deck, it is a control deck. It doesn't really have anything above Sanctuary Warden right now. But this is an interesting one, especially for like mirror matches where nobody's doing a whole lot early on. And you can just, you know, X equals three and let's go. So I'm I'm intrigued by it. I don't know that it's going to be good enough, but I'm very intrigued. I, I like all these Twilight cards they've put together here, actually. They're, they all have potentially a good role except for the red one. That's shit. But that's... Have they been spoiled for each color? Yes. I yes. don't know what the blue one is. Uh, gains control of target creature with mana value X or less. X, blue, blue. And if X is five or more, you get a uh, token that's a copy of it. So for seven mana, you're like, mine also double it. Yeah, we, we already played that in standard when it only did the first ability. Entrancing Melody, right? Yep. So this is a functionally just a better Entrancing Melody that can scale. Mm. Uh, Black Sun's Twilight is fantastic because you're going to get uh, March of the Wretched Sorrow. It is an instant too, but if X is five or more, you also get to uh, reanimate. Wait, can it also target Planeswalkers? No, just Creatures. But target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn. If X is five or more, return a creature with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So you can just blow their shit up, grab your shit back. I can see that as a one of. It seems like a really spicy one of for uh, mono black in particular, or possibly Grixis at the top end. Yeah, like I, I'd like that if I'm gonna be playing like a a value based functional mirror match, if not mirror match, where mm -hmm. I want a little bit more removal, but I, it needs to be better than a one for one. Yeah. I don't think red or green are very good, but people will have a lot of fun with Green Sun's Twilight because it, if X equals five or more on that one, you're looking at the top X plus one cards, grabbing a creature and a land, and if X is five or more, you just dump them into the battlefield. So there will be people that are like, I'll get Emrakul, you know, like shit like that. But as we've also historically seen, green doesn't have a lot of ways to manipulate the cards they want onto the top of their library to make sure it hits something of relevance. And without consistency... Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just reminds me of Summoner's Trap. I think that was the green card from Ford. It's something similar. He looked like the top six or seven. Yeah. No, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> it's I, a while. It's a while back. It's been a fucking minute. And Red Sun's Twilight's just trash, in my opinion, because it's X, red, red. Destroy up to X target artifacts. If X is five or more, each artifact destroyed this way, you get a token that's a copy of it. They gain haste. X. Right, so it's a bad by force, and the only format this was going to be relevant in all likelihood was Vintage. Wait, wait, how is it different than by force? Because it costs an extra red. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> if that... You made a... Like, three mana to uh, kill one artifact is not worth it. No, it's not. It doesn't even give you treasure tokens automatically for each one. Like, it, it needs, like, an extra thing on there. Or, like, for every, one, for every artifact you destroy, your opponent takes three damage. This actually might be good enough in Standard depending on how relevant artifacts become. Because mm. there's a shitload already. There was a shitload in the Brothers War. And I suspect as more cards come out that interact with artifacts and care about artifacts, it will unlock cards from the Brothers War that we're currently not playing. 
Is it robots has risen to prominence? Um, Skater B Metallion has really driven that. I don't know how much you guys have seen that go off, but the idea is that you can get a Skitter Beam Battalion into play on turn six at full force, which is 12 damage haste rolling at the, uh, you know, at your opponent. And you're playing Portal to Phyrexias and Cityscape Levelers, and you're playing all the Power Stone Generators and just going as hard as you can. And Skitter Beam is kind of like a Siege Gang Commander that scales. So it's, it's very effective. I had a number of games where I'm like, yeah, I can deal with Cityscape Leveler. I can deal with Portal. And they're like, Skitter Beam you 12. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, we'll kill all of those. And they're like, Skitter Beam you another 12. I'm like, Ugh. fuck. <laughs> Can't deal with all of that. That deck sounds awesome. Yeah, so it's it's called Is It Robots? And people are having some fun with it. It's, well, it's really well positioned as the we have a bigger plan than you to all the mid-range decks. But anything, I, like... It's playing against aggro is playing four Brotherhood's End and just hoping that gets there and buys enough time. The problem is Mono Blue Tempo rolls that deck 99% of the time. Like, Hottie Jin just laughs at that deck so hard. Like, oh, Skitter Beam for nine, eh? Essence Scatter, that anyway. Sounds appropriate <laughs> for the deck that's bigger than mid-range. Yeah, you get rolled by the Tempo deck. Which is what I like about Standard. Like, people have been bitching about Standard, but there's eight Tier 1 decks in Standard right now, and nobody's really sure what the best one is. To me, that's a balanced and healthy meta. The only problem I have with it is a lack of combo. Then it isn't healthy. <laughs> I mean, combo decks are such a weird part of standard when they're there anyway. There's only been one standard I recall where combo was good but not broken, and it was the Project X standard. Yeah, although Project X, I don't think, was a combo that R&D anticipated. <laughs> no, it just but, was yeah, awesome. There, there, was, there was like Dragon Storm, which they knew they were doing, and Dredge, Dredge, which that, they knew they were doing. And when that Project X was there, Dragon Storm was legit. It was a good deck then. Yes, it was. It was tier yeah. one. That's that's two combo decks straight up. Yeah, and I got to beat Dragon Storm with Dredge on my winning in for that top eight because they were like, "All right, suspend I, three lotuses," call, I'm and I'm like, "Wall I'm game." I'm calling Dredge combo. I'm calling Dredge suicide. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing, though, because he was so confident. He got to be on the play, and he's like, I suspend three of these Lotus Bloom things, and I'm like, fantastic. You don't have anything to do with me. I get three turns. Like you're said, definitely it's dying. It's like the old Suicide Black decks when you're like, Dark Ritual, Dark Ritual, Hatred, 19 life, are you dead? Oh, man. <laughs> no, I still love the Hatred card. That, it was just hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. That deck wasn't good, but it sure was fun. Oh, <laughs> Either way, it's it's hard to get, to ask for a combo. Like you almost need it to be that perfect storm where you get multiple combo decks, it, or it's got to be kind of accidental. Sure, like Splinter Twin was accidental. Sure, sure. Um, well, you know what wasn't accidental? <laughs> Fucking Marvel, and that was a nightmare to deal with. They had to ban that, that one was out. Stupid. <laughs> that ruined a Grand Prix. There we was, were all there at. There was also a combo deck way back in the day that had like fecundity and Snake Engine that was fucking super weird. That was cool. The, yeah. I think the coolest one I saw was Gifts Ungiven and the Dragons, that Greater Good Gifts deck. That was a cool combo deck with Yosei to just lock them out and Kakushos to finish it. I don't even remember that. That was a deck that uh, Grunch came up with, actually. He was the first one to do it. He broke Greater Good Gifts before everyone else mm -hmm. and uh, then promptly lost to the Mirror because I think Shiel just figured it out. Like He's like, oh, that's your list? Well, let's just make it win the Mirror now. Then Crunch got rolled by him. <laughs> Sounds perfect, actually. Yeah. And it's like the one person Crunch couldn't hate on because it's Shield. No one can hate Shield. It's Shield. He's the nicest dude. Shield was the guy that, like, I don't care how much ego you have, he's better than you at magic. Oh yeah, and he'll <laughs> and you know it, and you know it, and he'll never tell you. Right. He'll I, never bring it up. I don't know if there's anyone in in the state of Iowa that was playing back when he was playing that would be like, oh yeah, I'm better than Shield. 
maybe and if they were they were just a clown maybe jerry thompson jerry wasn't jerry wasn't jerry then like he 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 hadn't become the jerry thompson of not not even today or when he won the pro tour but like even when he was knocking over all the star cities well shiel made jerry the, right. those two testing together is what, this is what led saying, to all of this when when shiel was playing yeah like when shiel was going to the pro tour and he's just ninth place so many times in a row like five in a row or some shit it was wild right which i probably kind of frustrating i guess but super consistent yeah insane level of consistency at the pro tour and uh, i I, don't, I mean he was in a weird way he was like i was kingmaker because he both won a bunch but he also was like all right jerry let's test she uh but cheeks let's test like the people that came up and dominated for a while afterwards played with shield oh and t as well i believe really i didn't know that i don't i think so i might be misremembering that i have no idea i i, I was not uh, of age to be invited to a lot of those draft camps nor would i have been anyway <laughs> like those were legendary draft camps with uh was You're it was, forgetting that we still did beer draft camps nice well same group of people nice same ones we're talking about but we had alcohol those were some good days yeah, yeah those those were more of the fun nights <laughs> Oh, me oh my. Okay. So you look at this set. There's only have you seen Archfiend of the Dross? Has anybody Wait, looked is that at the that? forecasting cost six six thing? Yeah. That thing looks uh, uh, like I'm waiting for people to play it so they lose. Why do you think it loses? Because it says you lose the game on it. Yeah, only if it, 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 that's a line of text on the card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get a six six flyer for two black black with four oil counters. At the beginning of your upkeep, you remove an oil counter. If it has no oil counters, you lose the game. It's going to get to beat for 18 in the air, potentially. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, its controller loses two life. And aren't there cards that take counters off of other cards in this set? Oh. Yeah. All right. I forgot that part. I, I don't know uh, if there's like a vampire hex mage, but that'd be hilarious. I'm, I'm pretty sure Arch there are. Hex mage sure game. Are, I think it's even a white card that when it comes into play, it like pulls counters off something else. Yeah, there, there is. I remember we were just looking at a, a card that oh it was it was a golgari card um that when it attacked one of the options or when it dealt combat damage one of the options Glissa. yeah was to take three counters off of something oh fuck that would win right there wouldn't it because the, <laughs> then they go to their upkeep remove the fourth counter and, and lose all right archfiend of dross officially debunked as good it might still be good it's just because there are proliferate cards so you'd have to play appropriately but i don't think it's like the drop it turn four and be like flex i think i'm gonna win it's, I think it's a good demon it's a good demon you know it's yeah. it's big it's powerful it's relatively hard to kill. It will kill you, but you know if, if you design your deck the right way, most of the time it'll kill your opponent first or force them to use removal. And maybe there are the necessary aggro rest of the black cards to do mono black aggro again. That was I, I enjoyed playing that. It's almost there right now. Is it almost? It's maybe almost this is what there finally right does now. it. Because Shieldred was nice, but I don't think you it was as good as that card in that type of deck. That deck that card hits a little harder. Flying's a big deal right now. And are six there any, power is huge. Are there any black creatures that proliferate or good black spells that just proliferate for free? Uh, I don't know about like that. Like just an upgrade over another card that goes, oops, we tacked on proliferate. Because I think that would be That'd be something because you've got multiple. I think black we're going to see more of that because right now most of the cards that have been spoiled are like the rares and mythic rares, and what we're going to be looking for mostly, I think, are going to be commons and uncommons. They're yeah. doing an ability that you see all the time, like a fight ability or a terror ability. Minus two, minus two to target creature till end of turn. Right, right. Like we could see disfigure, but it has proliferate. Yep, 
that's I think that's that could be something we end up seeing. And if so, because the black deck's got the uh it's got the little priest that you pump up, you pay one black, then two black, then three black, it goes a two two with three three, and then it turns into plus one plus one counters drawing. You've got uh, a couple other guys that put plus one plus one counters or something on there. So there's enough incidental things that a black proliferate card, especially with that oil counter thing, might become good. I found a black proliferate card. Oh, okay. What is it? What do we got? Nebraska Betrayal Sting. (laughs) (laughs) Zero. Draw a card, lose one life. Proliferate. (laughs) Got it. Nebraska winning every war here. (laughs) Nebraska sneaking up from behind once again. Making them demons keep going too. She is the demon. (laughs) Costs five to cast, right? And two life. She yeah. keeps my demons going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there there is a new sword in this set. I think that's worth talking about because we haven't seen a series of swords in a very long time now. Last set was what? Feast and Famine was in it? Was that no, the last no, no. one? There have been some in the modern sets. The modern Horizon sets have given yeah. us two or three new swords. Oh, War and Peace and all that. Yeah. Right. No, there's so, been even newer ones. Yeah, newer ones than that. Oh my God. They're, we're not Wizards. missing many now. We might only be missing Blue Black after the printing of this. Oh, that'll be the one I look forward to the most, actually. <laughs> but yeah, this is Sword of Red and Green. Forge and Frontier. So equipped creature, we'll start with, it costs three to equip or two like every sword typically does. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, pro red, pro green. When it, de- when it deals combat damage to a player, exile top two cards of your library. You can play one of those cards. You may play those cards this turn. You can also play an additional land this turn. I mean... It's all right. Red green's got trample creatures. You tack that on there. That's legit. It, it, but you can put it in anything. I, I see that as an easy card to that. A lot of red green decks, especially if you got a standard, happy to throw one of those in there. That's a that's a good threat against control or mid range. Fair. I, I think this is in the top half of the swords by quality. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, there is a lot of gas on the red half, especially with getting two cards off the top. The, the additional end is, yeah, I don't know. I can take it or leave That's it. That's pretty awesome, especially if you haven't made your land drop yet and you see land land and you just boom. I feel a lot better There's you know, that. when I'm like, I'm going to quit my burning tree emissary. I'm going to quit my bone crusher Especially giant. when you've got these like <laughs> twilight of this sun and that sun ramping you into the, the full abilities of those. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I... Okay, weird one, just worth bringing up. For those of you who like vintage, I'm super excited. They printed Soulless Jailer, <laughs> and it is two mana for a 0-4 Phyrexian Golem artifact creature. Permanent cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast non-creature spells from graveyards or exile. If you wanted the closest aggro or regular workshop equivalent to Yixla Jailer, congratulations, we have Soulless Jailer, the artifact cousin of Yixla Jailer. Now, isn't there a... Uh two white one colorless enchantment that uh, exiles all two casting costs or less or something like that or temporary lockdown is that the uh, that but it adds co- ca- a casting cost to them or is that the mana value has to be two or less oh, okay so it's the other one that adds that you can recast them yeah I, I, that i i don't know if that, is that even a standard card or i'm is, not sure is that one of those fake digital ones are we talking about temporary lockdown no not temporary no. lockdown but there's there's one of those uh, like it's a white wrath that exiles them and you can replay them but they cost two more oh divine purge that is a fake no sorry digital card digital only card okay was yeah it an alchemy thing yeah oh yeah that Ooh. that was how alchemy decided they were done playing aggro and it was officially mousetrap time 
Damn it. That was really the card that did it, For frankly. Second, I was thinking, oh man, that would be cool to have that going. And then after you play that, you play that little well, four guy and be like, whoa, you can't ever cast your crap again. Ulti Wrath. <laughs> I mean, that might be an interesting dynamic that could happen because you also have Soul Partition in, the, in that format, which exiles a single permanent for one in a white and then costs two more to recast. Hmm. I, I th I've had a game. Soul this is one in a white? I thought it was just white. One in a white. Oh. Uh, I have had a game, this is why I quit playing Alchemy actually, was I had a game where I got Divine Purged and then I replayed slowly and then they Divine Purged again and then I replayed slowly and then they still partitioned and I was like, I'm not, no, I'm done with this. Like this, this should not, this, my one drop is seven mana. I'm that's fucking how, done with this format. should be. You should have to pay seven <laughs> mana for your one drop. You remember when Wizards started removing counterspells basically <laughs> and nerfing counterspells yeah. and like we, we counterspell, blue, blue instant counter target spell was in standard for a very very long time yeah and then even when it wasn't mana leak blue and one counter target spell unless it's controller pace three was in standard for many years after that about a decade mana leak might have even arguably seen more play it, mana leak arguably is a better card um because you don't have to have a shitload of blue sources to use it on turn two right but the argument that Wizards put forth was, we've done market research, and while it's true that countering a creature and terroring a creature are basically the same thing, psychologically, players prefer to have them killed. Because at least it came into play. And I wonder if there's something like that with the exile it and you pay more, because I would rather have my creature die. Yeah, I've played too many games with uh, Teferi Hero of Dominaria on the other side. I know when I've lost, but I have to wait 30 minutes, and I don't want to do that. Right. It's There's something better about just decisively removing it in, in, in a way that we can wrap this game up instead of... Because I feel like that mechanic, when it's too good like that card is, yeah, um, it just makes it take a lot longer to win for your opponent to win a game that they were probably going to win, like almost certainly. Let's look at their old logic, like why they got rid of cards like Gloom and that, because people didn't like having their cards cast and cost increase. But what do they do? Alchemy, Mousetrap, Magic, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we can call it Mousetrap Magic because the card they just had to nerf was a card with the name Trap in it. Good Goblin old Trap, trap binder. binder. Yeah, because it was too fucking good because of the other shit they printed in Alchemy. Because they put... Did it find like dope beats? I wish. It just found an ominous traveler to bounce around forever. Yeah, you you either seek out another copy of itself so you can let that die to find it and eventually find ominous tracker, uh, traveler. traveler yeah. And traveler goes from two to zero so you just play it infinitely and win. And that was so that's, that's dumb. That's the entire... Yeah. I salt roped everybody that played that combo. They were like, I'm going to do this and you could see them start spamming. Like a couple of them started spamming good game once they started the combo and I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, have fun asshole. And I just went and took a dump. Because I remembered your advice on that one, Darth Camden Taze. Like, when you want a salt rope, just go take a dump. Yeah. And Don't I, waste your time, too. Exactly. Just walk away, take a nice dump, and move on from that format entirely. Which is what I did. Or you just uh, let so them what, do... what do y'all think about the Justin Roiland card? <laughs> 100 years, Rick and Morty. 100 years in prison. <laughs> uh, he's prison Rick. Oh, well. God damn. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, are we are we actually going to turn that into a proxy? 
I, I, I am going to go, get on Canva and make a minor misstep with, yeah, Justin Roiland, like on his cell phone. So what we, what we should do is once you finish that on Canva, there are ways you can make stickers and we have these white cards that came in and we could make sticks. Yeah. Blank cards. We could just take stickers and put it on top of the blank cards. There you go. Like we don't have to go the full, like Monty on figuring out how to make this proxy. We can half ass it. I just thought it would be a funny thing to yeah. throw to like the internet schadenfreude rage machine. Oh, okay. And just see what happens, you know, because it, I feel like it's a joke that writes itself mm. and, and yet I haven't seen it come up on TikTok or anything yet. And I feel like TikTok knows that I want to see the MTG content. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Give it time. I don't know. We've only seen a third of this set now. I'm very curious to see where the the remainder two remaining two thirds go because we haven't seen a lot of these uh, role player cards. We've seen some of the splashy mythics. Oh, Vraska's role playing. God damn it! <laughs> it's never gonna die. Oh Look my at god! Me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jace just whispered, "Thank you." <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I think that'll about wrap it up for this week. Uh, unlike Vraska, definitely didn't wrap it up. And uh, may you all be stung with betrayal of a Vraska kind. Don't get those infect counters, though. You don't want those. Just remember, if it's green and toxic, be careful. <laughs> and it might be a dinosaur. <laughs> all right, we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>